Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, now won't be bothered, okay? All right. Luke chapter, you, you there? Luke chapter 6. Verse number 12. And we've been still in Luke for a while, and, and we're still discovering more of this kingdom. So I had to change the title just to, just to make it different, you know. But, but we're going to talk about kingdom again. It's just kind of where the Lord does some things and that uh, just, just messes me up when I begin to identify what's going on. Read, read verse number 12 through 23, and then we'll come back and, um, and dissect it a little bit. It says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out, Jesus, went out to the mountain to pray. Pay attention to what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying, something. Pay attention to pray, pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. And from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Verse 14, Simon, whom he also called, named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and, and Simon called the Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who, was, who also became a traitor. Verse number 17. And he came down uh, with them to stu- and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. And a great multitude of people from, the, from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre, Tyre to uh, Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. And they were healed, and, and the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Verse 20, we'll look at the Beatitudes real quickly here, and we'll finish up with verse number 23. Uh, then he lifted up his eyes towards his disciples, and he said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in the day, and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven, and for in like manner their fathers did to the prophets." Now, we go back to verse number 12. We're going to start identifying some things that Jesus is talking about here. And we're going to pull out some, some, uh, some gospel things that revealed. The gospel is going to be revealed in a way we've never seen it before, in a way I've never seen it before. We're going to see the gospel being revealed in a way that's going to be interesting. Now, it came to pass in those days that he went out to pray. What did he go out to do? He went out to do what? To pray. Now, he got very specific about the prayer because it wasn't just a short prayer. It was a prayer that continued when? All night. All night. If we've ever desired to go to go pray, uh, sometimes we've got to pray all night. Sometimes we have to have an extended time with God. Sometimes we have to give some effort to, to get involved with God as opposed to just kind of, well, I'll just show up when I feel like showing up here. He says, he says and, it, 
And when it was day, he called his disciples. The disciples are disciplined ones, students of Jesus, what disciples are. They're the disciplined ones, students of Jesus. He called them to himself for he, he chose 12 uh, whom he named apostles. Now, this began to get me a little bit. But you have to think about disciples and apostles. What is the difference between disciples and apostles? Apostles are the, the ones who are, are sent on a mission to establish new territory, teaching and preaching the kingdom of God. And they don't do anything but teach and preach the kingdom of God, certainly, but they're establishing new territory, brand new territory that hadn't been established before. Disciples can't do that. Disciples are learning from who? The apostles. So as we look at disciples and apostles, we look at Jesus had all of his disciples with him, and so it must not have been, listen, it must have been more than 12 disciples if he had to choose 12. Go back with me again, verse number 13. And when he came, and when, and when it was day, he called his disciples. All of his disciples, a lot of his disciples, to himself. And from them, from his disciples, he chose 12. So it wouldn't have been just the 12. He wouldn't have had to choose 12. To, he wouldn't have had to choose 12 if he only had 12. He wouldn't have had to choose 12 if he only had 12. So there were more than 12 disciples with Jesus at that moment. You know what? All of us are disciples. And if Jesus were to walk in here today and he chose 12 among us, we would all still be disciples, including the apostles are still disciples. They're disciples of Jesus. So he chose the 12. These are the ones that are sent out on a mission to establish new territory, teaching and preaching the kingdom of God. And these guys, Simon and Peter. Now, we're going to look at something here. We're going to find out this is very, very unique to me. It just messed me up because I'm like, okay, what happens with the apostles after this? What does Jesus do with the apostles after this? He talks about the disciples later on down the road, but what does he do with the darn apostles after this? Why is it that the apostles' name is, is even mentioned here if, there is no, if there's no significance in this past of Scripture? There's got to be some significance here. Well, the gospel revealed in prayer, the gospel was revealed in prayer. The gospel was revealed in prayer. In prayer, I want you to get that part because Jesus prayed and he prayed all night. If you want good news to be revealed to you, that's the gospel, good news to be revealed to you, you might have to pray all night. You might have to have what's called, number one, an extended time with God is required if you're going to have the gospel revealed in prayer. An extended time with God is going to be required if we're going to be able to see the gospel revealed in prayer. If we don't spend an extended time with God, we're saying, well, you know what, I'm giving God my quality time. God wants our quantity as well. If Jesus had to spend quantity time with the Father, how much more do we have to spend quantity time with the Father? If Jesus had to, he, he didn't just go to pray, because he could have just stopped right here. He said, he went, to the mount, he went out to the mountain to pray. And the word and shows up. And continues, the conjunction, tying two, two thoughts together, and continued all night in prayer. Now, I, I'm watching this because if Jesus called to himself the disciples, there must have been some guys that were paying closer attention than others that he called 12 of them to himself. He called all of them to himself, but then he chose 12 of them. What was Jesus actually doing with these apostles? Preparing them to be sent. Because the definition of apostles is one who sent, ones who are sent on, on behalf of the, uh, to establish the mission of the kingdom or new territory, teaching and preaching. How would they get information on teaching and preaching unless they spend time with Jesus? 
Now, some disciples, <laughs> some students that, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, well, some students, I was a student in a class, and, and I sometimes pretty good, and sometimes I didn't do so well, but there are other students in our, in our class that I, when I was in high school, there were other students that did not pay attention. And other students would be called the teacher's pet. You ever heard of teacher's pet before? Te teacher's pet. The teacher's pet were the, were the ones that did everything the teacher said to do. And then anticipated the teacher's desires. And did, exactly, did it exactly the way the, other, the teacher wanted. And the other students didn't like the teacher's what? Pet. Why? Because they weren't doing that. Were they considered still students? Still disciples? Yes. Teacher's pet might be your apostle. Teacher's pet might be the apostle. Maybe the one that's establishing new territory. Maybe the one that's doing things the way that it ought to be done and then some. Well, among those disciples, Jesus was beginning to pull, he pulled out the, pull out the apostles. He, put, he named the apostles, uh, the apostles uh, here. And so he's teaching them how to pray. Not just to go to the mountain and kind of, now lay me down to sleep and pray, but to go to the mountain to pray. Because if they don't get anything from God, it's going to be as a result of prayer. I, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you before, but I prayed a long time and, and didn't see anything happen. I've prayed all night and didn't see anything change the next day. I, I prayed for a long time and, and, and felt as though I should be getting a breakthrough by now and, and didn't, get, didn't get the breakthrough at that moment. What will it require but to go ahead and continue to pray? Watch this part. He said they continue. He, he continued to pray. He did, all night. Didn't stop. Continued. What we do, what often we do, what I do, is I, I pray with an intention of stopping in 25 to 30 minutes, so an hour or so. I've set a time limit to my time of prayer. I probably ought not do that all the time. I ought to go ahead and just break on through. Well, it's 12 o'clock. I ought to go to sleep. I've got to get them to go to work tomorrow. I've got to go, got to go do this tomorrow. I've got an appointment tomorrow early, early in the morning. I can't be praying all night. Jesus had stuff to do too. And he continued all night. And when he came out of prayer, he came out of prayer with revelation. Revelation that he had disciples amongst him that were some were going to be apostles at that moment. And watch this part. And the number he chose, you think that was by happenstance? It was by divine appointment. So he chose 12 tribes, you know, Old Testament type and chattel. And then now we have the 12, 12, 12 apostles here. But so Jesus told, chose the 12. So the gospel was revealed in prayer. Uh, a was uh, extended time with God is required. And B would be this distinctions of key elements are revealed. Distinctions of key elements are revealed. When we spend time in prayer, we get that, 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 that detail that we're looking for when we spend time in prayer. But if we rush through prayer and rush through, rush through the word and rush through situations of life, what ends up happening, we get a glimpse or we get a vague understanding of. A vague understanding doesn't do us well in the kingdom of God. God wants us to be precise in the way we go about doing his will. Oh, we walk by faith, not by sight. Certainly we do. But we also understand that we spend time in prayer. Listen, that revelation comes and there's that knowing that you get. There's that knowing that the move that, you, the move, the move that you're about to make as a result of your time in prayer is a certain move. 
It's a, certain, it's a certainty about being able to step out by faith at that point. Have you had your faith so jacked up when you just decided to move out on something that God gave you that you just say, you know what, I, this is God, I know it's God, and you just, just move out. Here, here's a little trick for you. Know that anytime you have that kind of faith and you're jacked up and doubt may try to come, know this, that all things will work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Because the only reason we pray is to get God's purpose. We get God's purpose for a thing, and we see it established in the earth. The apostles now have watched Jesus praying. They've, they've, know, they've, known, they've watched him pray over, over, over some time. And now they're being called to him. He's speaking to them, and he's choosing 12 from among them. Didn't say that, didn't say that they said anything to him, but I'm, 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 I'm imagining with my mind that they're looking at themselves going like, why us? You ever been blessed before and you said, you probably don't do it now, but when you first say, why me? We always do that when we have a, a challenge happen in life. My car gets hit, why me? <laughs> no, I don't want that. Why me? I don't, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. But you know what? When I get blessed, I don't say why me anymore. I say, thank you, Jesus. I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So revealed, the, revealed, the gospel revealed in prayer, uh, extended time with God is required, and then distinctions of key elements. I want you to get that part. Extent, distinctions of key elements revealed. Distinctions. Those little small details. The things that are necessary to, to move forward in life. The things that are absolutely crucial in order for you to get the breakthrough. And that's because you spend time in prayer. If there's no time in prayer, the distinctions normally don't show up. If there's always, listen, we, we base things on going on our history. <laughs> I love this. If we continue to base things based on what we've always done, and we do what we've always done, we'll get what we've always gotten. But as soon as we get in faith, we move into a new place, and we're going to receive some things that we never received before. And to receive those things that we never received before, we a prayer life that allows us to have spent time with God so that we can recognize the distinctions as they show up. The distinctions are the elements that show up in our life. Because otherwise, we just kind of go, well, I'll just guess. I'll take a shot at it. I'll give it my best effort. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try and see if it works. And if it works out okay, fine. If it doesn't, I'll start over again. It's always about moving in faith. It's always about moving in faith. Verse number 17. And he came down, and he came down with them, the disciples here did, and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. Now, keep in mind that the disciples, the apostles were chosen from the disciples. Not all disciples are apostles, but all apostles are disciples. Get it? The disciples in this case, he says, he came down with them, the disciples, a crowd of his disciples. That could have included his apostles as well. And a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem, from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, came to hear him. 
I would venture to say, I put this on the table for you right now, that if they came to hear him, his apostles were near so they could hear him too. And the reason they need to hear him is so they can have a message to preach themselves. So here's this. To be healed of their diseases. They came to hear Jesus, to be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were, who were tormented with unclean spirits. They were healed, all they were healed, and a whole multitude sought to touch him, for the power went out from him and healed them all. Well, Jesus demonstrating now this gospel having come out of prayer. He's come out of prayer. Not only has he got revelation for, the, for his, his disciples and apostles, he's got now the healing power. He's got the message that needs to be heard. He's got a word from God to be able to speak to, on behalf of the kingdom right at that moment. Where did he get it from? He got it in prayer from the Father. So he, he had extended time in prayer with God, with God the Father, and he got distinctions of key elements that made him be able to deliver a message that was going to be wanting to be heard. So all the folks that came around him, including the apostles, they came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And it gets me this time at this moment to understand that being healed of diseases just wasn't for sinners. Because yes. the disciples are right there hearing the same thing, aren't they? So do disciples need healing once in a while? Do apostles need healing once in a while? So they must have needed it because they were, they were there to hear him as well. Go back to verse number 17. He said, he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. Could have been included his apostles as well. And a great multitude of, of people, other folks too, people that were potential disciples. They came around as well. And so they all came to hear him, number one. They came, they came to be healed of their diseases, not only the people that just came for, came for the show, but the ones that came as a result of wanting to hear Jesus himself as disciples and or apostles, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits. Now, here's an interesting dynamic. Do disciples ever get tormented with unclean spirits? Have you ever been tormented by an unclean spirit? I'm going to mess with you right now. That spirit would have to be in you, in you. You can be oppressed, oppressed, I mean, I'll be up on you, but not possessed. Because I am the temple of what? Who? Who? The Holy Spirit. There was one spirit living on the inside of me, Holy Spirit. So, 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 so the tormenting of unclean spirits, oh, they, they may come on from the outside to bring oppression and try to, try to, try to tempt you and do all kinds of different th kind of things, but they're not on the inside of us, they're possessing us. So let's keep that, keep that straight and understood. So the apostles are getting some teaching from Jesus right now. They're having a chance to observe his lifestyle, observe how he goes about doing what he does. They get a chance to observe the good news, the, the gospel, if you will. This is the gospel being revealed. The, Jesus is the, re <laughs> the revelation of the gospel. Jesus reveals the gospel in the way he goes about living. His way, his way of going about living is to pray. And then to pray all night. That's gospel. That's good news. That's good news because he, he got good news from heaven to bring back to earth to tell the disciples that you, 12 are among me, are, are apostles right now. That's good news for you because you're about to do some great things in your life that you've never done before. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you as apostles. I'm going to send you to be able to establish new territory on behalf of the kingdom of God by teaching and preaching. But what would they know to teach or preach unless they spent time with Jesus, the one that was a teacher, the one that was a preacher? They'd have to spend the time with Jesus and also observe what he did. 
and determine or not if it was good news that he was delivering. If it was the gospel, he was delivering. Jesus was delivering the gospel. Verse number 20. He says, then he lifted his eyes toward his disciples. Who, who did he lift his eyes towards? His disciples now. Now. His disciples could include his apostles. Okay? So he's lifting his eyes towards his disciples and said, he's speaking to them, blessed are you poor. There were some poor disciples too. Wow. Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Now, disciples, aren't they supposed to be strong and not have any problems or live life with no challenges? Well, let me ask you a question. Are you strong and don't live life with any, you have no challenges in life. Nothing ever happens to you. You just live perfectly, don't you? Does that happen in your life? Do you live that kind of way? No, you probably, probably, you probably, you, maybe you do. I don't know. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. He said, blessed are you when, when men hate you and when they exclude you. Now, verse 22 just kind of goes right on in. I'll tell you. It says, blessed are you when men hate you, number one. He said, when they exclude you, number two. They revile you and cast your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Hear that part? Is for the Son of Man's sake. It's for living and presenting the good news, the gospel. The gospel was revealed in Jesus' message. The gospel was revealed in Jesus' message when he began to preach this message right here to his disciples. The good news is revealed. He tells, talks about how blessed they are. So to be blessed is a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing. But to be blessed and think of, think of it in these terms. To be blessed and be poor. To be blessed to be poor. Watch this. To be blessed and to be poor. You can't stay there. You cannot stay there. He says, because to be blessed and to be poor, he says, for yours is the kingdom of what? God. So the kingdom of God is not broke. So the kingdom of God, he says this, to be blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you poor, for you don't have to stay poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you poor, you don't have to stay this, in this condition for yours is the kingdom of God, which is not in that condition. Blessed are you poor, you don't have to stay that way unless you choose to stay that way. You're not understanding your role, hear this part, as a disciple either. Because who is he talking to? He's talking to his disciples. Verse number 20 says, he says he lifted up his eyes toward his disciples and said, he's talking to his disciples. I love the way the Lord works things with us, his body, first. We would think he's preaching to the masses, but he's preaching to his disciples and apostles right this very moment. Because they have come out of the masses at some point and become disciples and now apostles, some of them, 12 of them. And because they were in a situation where they're poor in spirit and poor, poor in other, other conditions of life, he says, now yours is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Yours is the kingdom of God. Because you're with me now, this good news I'm about to deliver to you, my message is for you. It's, it's, listen, it's for you. It's for you. It's for you. Then he moves on. Blessed are you who hunger now. You hungry? You hungry right now? You hungry right now? You hungry for truth right now? Are you hungry for, for, for better things right now? You're hungry for healing right now? Are you hungry for something better than what you've got right now? Are you hungry for that? He said, for you shall be filled. He's talking to his disciples and apostles right now. 
That's a big deal. That's how he talks to us. He said, this is the change that's happened in your life. The good news is that the message that I'm preaching, the message that I'm bringing to you right this very moment, is a message for you. No matter if you're poor, the message is for you. No matter if you're hungry, the message is for you. You can get the whole thing right now because the message is for you. I've got this good news as my result of my time in prayer and my continued prayer. I prayed all night to get this message for you. I prayed all night to bring this word for you. I prayed all night so you don't have to be poor any longer. I prayed all night so you don't have to hunger and thirst anymore. I prayed all night to get this. The message that Jesus brought to them wasn't just birthed out of a, a read of read a commentary. It wasn't birthed out of reading some, 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 some uh, scroll or something. It was birthed out of heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does the kingdom of heaven, the will of God be being done on the earth when Jesus spent time with the Father in the heavenlies? He spent time in the Father with the heavenlies in his time of prayer. And as a result of that, he brought the word of the living God to earth. He brought it to earth and people began to receive it. He said, blessed are the poor, you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now. You shall laugh. That means that folks are crying and falling apart. Disciples. He's talking to disciples. I can relate to this. Hope you can relate to this because sometimes we cry. Sometimes we're falling apart. Sometimes we get miserable. But we forget how blessed we are. We forget the gospel has been revealed to us because Jesus spent the time to get the message to walk around with and proclaim around the world. But he came, first of all, to his disciples. He came to his apostles, and his apostles were able to be sent by him. He said, blessed, he said, blessed are you when men hate you. And now, it just doesn't feel like you're blessed, does it? When people hate you, it doesn't feel like you're blessed. Why do they hate me? I'm a nice person. Why do they hate me? What have I done wrong? I'm smiling every day. I'm, I'm very happy on the outside. I don't understand why people don't like me. Why do they like me? Here's the deal. Your job, my job, is to receive the gospel revealed. I am blessed <laughs> because of that. I am blessed. I am blessed. He said, blessed when they hate you, blessed when they exclude you. Everybody can go to the party, but you. <laughs> Everybody's invited, but you. <laughs> We'd like to have you come, but we don't have enough room for you. You're not invited. Excluded. Totally excluded. He says you're blessed when they exclude you. You know, that means that God must have something better. Huh. When they hate you, that means he loves you. <laughs> He says, when you're hungry and nobody else wants to feed you, he said, he'll fill you up. He'll fill you up. And so when you're poor in this world, he says, the kingdom of God is all yours. When they revile you and cast your name as evil, folks talk about you, say all manner of things against you, speak your name in a bad way, and they proclaim a word against our God. Now, you're doing all this in the name of the Lord, right? You, for the Son of Man's sake, you're doing all this kind of stuff in life. And for the Son of Man's sake, you're blessed. That is the gospel revealed. The gospel revealed in Jesus' message. The apostles now have a model message to deliver. 
They have a model message to deliver. Why do they have a model message to deliver? Because they heard it from Jesus directly. Did you see that? They heard it from Jesus directly. They heard exactly what he had to say regarding as he spoke to his disciples. He had a message tailored for them. A message tailored for them. And so they would understand, too, that more disciples will now be able to be made as a result of the apostles understanding this message. Because I was wondering, I said, now, what's the role of the apostles in this situation? Because if he, just, if he didn't ever say apostles and just kept on talking about disciples and never said apostles, would have been okay with it. He's just talking about disciples. And disciples are good, we're disciples. But he brought the apostles into the picture. And I'm like, what is the purpose of this whole deal regarding these apostles? They have to get the message first to be able to be sent to, to, see, to, to establish the territory of the kingdom of God by preaching the same message that Jesus preached. They can't do it any other kind of way. The apostles can't take a message of their own and do something with it that they feel as though it's going to be a, a benefit to everybody else. They just can't make up a message and say, well, here's some good news I'll bring you in your direction because I think this is good news. They had to get the same message that Jesus got. Now watch this. As the apostles are finding themselves discipling others, what message do you think they brought to them? This message right here. The gospel, listen, the gospel revealed. Now, this is not the end-all, be-all of the gospel, but it is a revelation of the gospel right here, the good news. It's a revelation that Jesus spent time in prayer and continued in prayer, and because he did that, the apostles were chosen among the, from the disciples, and as a result of that, the meaning of these apostles being present right now is powerful because they are now being, they're establishing this, this territory of the kingdom of God right where I happen to be because it, if it's been absent, if it's been absent, if it's been absent, it needs to be there, doesn't it? Where are the apostles today? Where are the apostles today that are establishing the kingdom message today? Where are the apostles today that are establishing this good news, the revelation of the good news of Jesus Christ today, that are building disciples? Watch this part. They're doing the same thing that Jesus did. Jesus had disciples. He was their chief apostle, had disciples. Among them, disciples, 12, and they were called apostles as well, doing the same thing he was doing as an apostle, chief, chief apostle himself. And so, therefore, they were able to do the same thing he did, to go and to spend time continually in prayer. And they prayed continually the same way that Jesus did. And then they were able to come out with a message because they even got a message from Jesus. Watch this part. They got a message from Jesus as he preached to them or ministered to them or gave the word to them as he had looked at his disciples and said, you guys come over here. I'm going to give you this message right now, and I'm going to tell you how blessed you are as disciples. So if you're blessed as a disciple and you're also an apostle, the message that you give to other people ought to be the same message you received. Freely receive, freely give. So the apostles are establishing this message of the kingdom of God in the earth through other disciples. They're not just casting the message out to the world. Like Jesus didn't just cast it out to the world. He chose 12 disciples. He says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And so as Jesus got his 12 disciples, disciples initially, he didn't call them apostles at the very beginning. Because they weren't ready. They hadn't learned enough. They hadn't been students long enough. But when they became students long enough, he chose from among the disciples that he had 12 who became apostles. 
And those apostles begin to get the word of God out in the message of the kingdom to the world because they got them out through the disciples that they had among themselves. We ought to see disciples. We ought to see apostles working today in the body of Christ. The apostles now have a model message to deliver. More disciples will be, be able to be made as a result of the apostles having a message to deliver and being able to disciple other folks. And the secret, the secret to kingdom living is really revealed. Because it says rejoice in that day and leap for joy. You, you, ever get, you ever get a secret revealed to you? Somebody told you a secret and you just kind of, oh, really? Oh, God, I didn't even know that. And you get the secret revealed to you and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my Lord, does anybody else know? No, nobody else knows. Nobody else knows but me. I, I'm the only one that knows. So <laughs> the secret of kingdom living is really revealed to us when we get a chance to rejoice. For indeed, the reward is great in heaven. For in like manner, their fathers did, did the prophets. So the prophets had the same kind of issues go on back in the Old Testament. They were, they were dealt with in harsh ways as well. We're dealt with in harsh ways today. But I'm telling you today, as disciples ourselves, we have a chance now to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Now here's what our part is. He says to us, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. The good news. Reveal good news to other people. Reveal good news to folks that will become disciples. Will become disciples. Uh, (laughs) Sandy Club and I, we had some conversations regarding the kingdom and discipleship at some point. And one of the things that came up in our conversations was about, he says, Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples. That sounds kind of interesting because if you go into all the world and make disciples of people that are not saved just yet, what do you do? Then we talked about the situation that happens in prison. Do you know what happens in prison? Is that people in the prison are discipled or they're told what to do every moment of the time that they're there. And so they're discipled in the way that they live their life. They're disciplined in the way that they live their life. Now, they may not have the spirit of God on the inside of them just yet. But they know the actions, the robotic, robotic actions of it. But wait till that man who's been formed in the image of God gets filled with his spirit. The change begins to happen. And you see the radical change that begins to happen in people that are made disciples that get filled with the spirit and get a chance to know who Jesus Christ really is, having become a disciple first. Watch this part. Become a disciple first. Maybe not a disciple of Christ necessarily, working in the church, church, the church band or anything like that, but they're, living, they're getting fed the word of God. They're getting fed about how blessed they are. They're getting fed about how hungry they are that they, they can be and be filled. They're getting fed the truth about the word of God. They're getting fed that the kingdom of God is real and it can be in, in, inside of them. They're getting fed about discipleship from an outside perspective, but when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of them, they get a chance to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, that person hits the ground running. How, this is how people come out of prison and other places that they've been discipled in a serious way, come into a church and look at the church and say, you guys are a bunch of wimps. They, they, they say that. Because people come out of discipleship situations, they've been in, maybe they've been in prison, they've been in a Bible college, they've been, they've been in a, a, a halfway house, they've been somewhere that's so, so much different than what we do in our regular church services here. They go somewhere and they're just sat because they were, they were so, the situation where their life was so touched all over the place, they needed discipleship. And when they got discipled to the degree that they say, you know what, I believe this. This is me. I am not that old person anymore. I'm not the same as I used to be. And they, be, they begin to repent and walk a whole different direction. As they walk that new direction, you know what happens in their life? God gets a hold of them. And they come to the church that we see today. They come to the church and they're soldiers. Yes, yes, yes. 
You look at Victory Outreach churches. You look at churches that are new, new life and, and these churches that are out there just having discipleship like that. And I mean, I'm talking about a hard, hardcore kind of discipleship situation. These folks, are getting, they're getting real gospel, yes. real good news. And the good news for them is the gospel revealed in them yes. that they can walk in it. Yes. We don't have an excuse, do we? We don't have an excuse. We don't have an excuse but to get the good news of Jesus Christ on the inside of us. I was telling Benita on the way here, says, my job is just to lay the word out to you today. That's all I do. I lay the word out to you. I've done my part. I go home, and I get a chance to live it out myself as well. But I can't make anybody do anything. Just like Jesus didn't make anybody, he didn't make any of us do anything. But we have a heart's desire to please him because of the good news revealed to us, the gospel revealed to us. We know that it wouldn't, we don't deserve it, but we get it. And when we get it, we know we got it. And when we got it, we know that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. He's blessed us when we were poor. He said, no, you don't have to be poor no more for yours is the kingdom of God. You're hungry, you don't have to be hungry no more. You can be filled. Life changes because of the gospel revealed. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. Jesus revealed the gospel. Hey Amen. I'm going to have to give me a copy of this video myself, audio myself. My God. I'm going to give me a copy of that. Woo! Praise God. Lord, we thank you this morning for the good news of the gospel. We, we thank you, Lord, that you're working in us and through us, both to will and to do for your good pleasure. And that, Lord, nothing is stopping us from receiving all that you have for our lives. We know that beyond the shadow of all doubt, there's nothing that we can't accomplish because we've got good news to help us accomplish it. We're getting, there, getting a hold of this thing. We're getting a hold of it. So, Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice today that we take an ounce of this word, whatever part that we got today, and live it out. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.